Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Prop Drop and Roll. One day I will make an intro for this. But we've made it to the quarterfinals. We being the podcast, not the English English side. Um, I've got a whole thing about we in sports, but I'm not... Discussion for another day. Uh, yes, the quarterfinals. France versus Italy, New Zealand, Wales, England, Australia and... Canada versus the United States again. Let's start off with France and Italy, shall we? I think we knew France meant business going into this World Cup and the quarterfinals, they meant no different. Uh, There was a big counter from France sort of very early on, like first few minutes. Very good pace, good pitch awareness. Buard held on just long enough to clear the way for Grise, who was showing great support. Uh, there were some silly mistakes from France, you know, early drives in the scrum, off feet in the ruck, and just giving Italy these little opportunities that, quite frustratingly, they weren't using. Uh, when the scrums were lasting long enough to get a drive on, uh, France were just Clearly, clearly the stronger pack. Uh, and there was good support off the scrum. And some great, great footwork from uh, Druin. A moment of panic for France with a high tackle. Uh, not dissimilar to Courtney Law's tackle on Jules Plisson in the men's Six Nations years back. Uh, Mayans had set and the carry had sort of dipped into it. Unfortunate timing for it, but good decision for the referee, ultimately just carried on. Not too long after, uh, Italy's Maria Magatti was sent off to the bin for making a tackle while still on the floor. I understand wanting to take out a threat, but again it comes down to discipline, silly decision making, and... They have to live with the consequences. Um, there was a great pick and go later on from the scrum by Escudero. Uh, it was just it was unlucky. She lost her grip, knocked it on as it went down. But uh, there was a nice try from France again, knocked on. Uh, good awareness from the TMO. Uh, but. It wasn't an issue for them. They had a penalty, a penalty try from a scrum with Tirani, the Italian loosehead, uh, being sent to the bin. I believe for collapsing. I could be wrong there. The uh, the French defence were showing some great great pressure. Uh, in, they're doing a bit of a blitz defence. I don't know if they intended to or not, but it it worked. They were charging up, putting the pressure on the Italian um, side and they they just couldn't they couldn't find a way to work around it and they were demonstrating their their relative strength compared to the Italian pack with uh, Laura Tuyet scoring from a line out to Maul France showing speed again, except this time through the hands uh, good use of width for Grise to get her second try 
and there are a nice string of offloads in the 69th minute, you know, making the most of it as they, uh, a few phases later, Grise got a third try of the game, sending France forward into the semi-finals. It, it can't be a surprise to anyone who's been following this team, even just through the tournament. You know, they came, they saw, they got the win, and by some margin at that, Except for against England, but I'm sure we'll talk about that more later. It has dawned upon me, I've been giving you these little play-by-plays and my opinions on the match, but I haven't told you the result. France, in case you couldn't tell, won. Uh, They beat Italy 39-3. So, New Zealand-Wales. Uh, the Black Ferns beat Wales 55 3. Uh, <laughs> there's only so many times you can huff like that. There was some silly handling errors from the Black Ferns early on, but they were always, always tidied up and just proving that they do know how to uh, distribute the ball properly. There was some a really nice demonstration of the team's hands to get it wide for Porsche Woodman to score uh, and made me giggle there's a nice kick to get the conversion ball bumping into the camera operator for good luck I guess some truly relentless attack for New Zealand with the pick and goes but there's a crossfield kick to Woodman uh, Demand saw the space Woodman got under it even if it did go a little bit backwards uh, got the offload to Ruby Tui, so she could just sprint through to get the score. Great support from the New Zealand fullback. Uh, there was a funny little, <laughs> a funny little interaction where Cox Edge was going for a quick tap, and Harris is definitely in the way. But you pick her up on the ref mic saying sorry, so it's either very smart cover. Or a, uh, a genuine mistake. But either way, the Black Ferns got a try with Harini stretching over the line. In my notes, I've just got Portia Woodman is incredible. <laughs> Half the pitch in under 10 seconds, breaking from a tackle in that time. Off that tackle, the just determination from the Black Ferns and good quick ball that close to the try line. Uh, Amy Rule managed to get her first ever try for the Black Ferns. Not a bad one, is it? Again, some good soft hands to get the ball wide. Again, to Woodman. This time, for her to uh, break the Rugby World Cup try scoring record. Which is... That's a title you want, don't you? 20. World Cup tries. Unbelievable. Uh, back to business. There was a huge drive off a uh, scrum penalty. Tap and go. And New Zealand just thundering over the line with Luca Connor getting her first try of the tournament as well. Wales fumble the ball through the hands. New Zealand just showing incredible cover. Getting it back and Flula showing off her pace with a nice pick and go. Uh, it didn't directly get to the try, but the momentum was with them. And it went on to win them a penalty. 
a few phases with the tight forwards, banged out wide, and Bremner got to score. Another issue came for Wales uh, when Karis Williams got sent to the bin. She she'd lined up for the tackle. She got halfway through it, and then just thought I'd better follow the ball instead, letting Ruby Tui land dangerously. Uh, she she took it well, uh, handled it well. The ref was calm and articulated the reason well. And she was lucky it wasn't anything worse, to be honest. And they got a bit messy in the scrum, leading to a quick tap and go for New Zealand. Good use of width, good support, and good power to score just with the pick and goes. Uh, Connor getting a second. <laughs> Giggling to myself because I forgot that they were down to 13 players at some point. Uh, Wales had a deliberate knock-on. So a two-player deficit with a 47-point difference. That's really not ideal. Blackferns, again, showcasing their handling skills, getting it wide with Demant getting a try as uh, she cuts back in. And that's New Zealand, a step closer to the final, a step closer to, well, championship retention, I guess. There's a thought. England versus Australia. The Red Roses versus the Wallaroos, 41 points to 5. Oof. Uh, England were demonstrating good pack strength against Australia. Uh <laughs> Marley Packer proved to be her own worst enemy in this game by just holding up her own try. Just got her own arm under the ball, preventing grounding. It's not what you want. The weather, if, if you were watching, the weather was appalling. English weather, they call that. And it, it dictated it had to be a forwards game. And it was. It was, to be fair. England's moves were great. And I didn't see any sort of ridiculously long passes. Sort of no more than 15 yard. Could be wrong. Could be gauging that very wrong. Marley Packer went on to make it up to herself. By actually managing to complete the try this time. <laughs> uh, there was some... Good support from Australia, which allowed uh, Chancellor to score. But England were straight back at it with a big maul. G- great support by Amy Cocaine. Good awareness to let her get the ball and break out, crash over the line and score. And I said it was a forwards game. The first receiver, crash balls, was just working really well for the Red Roses. But Australia were, they were making them work for their tries though. And that's England to the semi-finals. And we've done a loop this week with Canada playing the USA again. And Canada winning again. 32-11 this time. The, the Eagles seem to be trying to use their pack strength a bit more this week and they they did fairly well early on 
but you know Canada were giving as good as they got uh, <laughs> another issue with high tackles as Elav Kelter got set to, uh, sent to the bin sorry just I don't want to bore you with another high tackles rant but come on <laughs> I don't I don't know what else I can say there was there's a really nice kick by uh, Aleri some nice cover by Paquin to to score and later on some some really nice great footwork by Farries to break through the American defence these last two games they might have been a uh, a, a bit short and sweet but I, I can't stop looking forward thinking who's going to make it to the final as unprofessional as that might sound I, I can't I can't stop thinking about what's going to come not what's happened Canada versus England New Zealand versus France <laughs> two very very good games of rugby next weekend and just I can't help but think that we're going to see England New Zealand in the final again and this isn't just some fat prop sitting in his room saying this the bookmakers agree the bookies reckon it'll be England New Zealand in the final as well past that I do not have a clue and this isn't to write it off as some two-horse race. France are a very good side. And Canada have surprised me in just how dominant they've been. But to me, it's got to be Red Roses versus the Black Ferns on Saturday the 12th. It's coming around quick, isn't it? Well, thanks again for listening. Uh, I am worryingly aware that these episodes are getting shorter and shorter and I, I think that's because rather than your rugby pods, your rugby union weeklies, I'm just focusing on a tiny bit of all the rugby that's going on at the moment. The Women's World Cup is obviously one of the biggest events like in rugby but there's the in, there's the Premiership, there's the United Rugby Championship, the top 14, there's the, um, what's it called? The Autumn Nation Series, where Sam Kane's just been ruled out for injury. There's a lot of rugby going on, so if you do want some random Southerners' thoughts and feelings on more of the rugby that's being played at the moment, just let me know reach out to me on instagram at jjc.media find me on twitter at jjcmedia underscore and just just let me know just let me know give me a follow while you're there what's the worst that could happen well i could make more podcasts but we'll see i'll be back next weekend talking about the the semi-finals the semi-finals and maybe some more rugby i'm not made up my mind yet Bye.